driving to work this morning to school because mm. if you like your job it's never work right i don't believe that at all mm-hmm. i think work is good and if you like school enough <laughs> it, it can always be work <laughs> <laughs> so i was driving to driving to school i was driving west on chestnut mm. it's about seven thirty in the morning wasn't busy yet i was in the right lane and in the left lane in front of me about a car length in front of me was another car you know and uh I hear in the distance and then notice in my rear view that there is a white truck. You know, we have a thing about right theory about white trucks in this podcast. Big white trucks Big white specifically. Trucks. I don't want to disparage all white trucks. I, I'm a former truck driver myself, Andy, <laughs> as a, a pickup driver, a, a pickup driver. As, yeah. as weird as it may seem, I'm, I'm the former owner of a 1982 Dodge Prospector. That bad boy was silver and rust. You find any gold in there? Oh, God, I wish. <laughs> or with that truck? <laughs> no, certainly not with it. Well, my girlfriend. It, that's good. I like that. It, it's weird that it's called Silverado, mm. and yet it's a reference to the gold rush. Well, <laughs> did people prospect for silver too? I assume they must. Well, this have. was a Dodge Ram prospector, <laughs> so it had nothing to do with Silverado. <laughs> I don't know how I got that in my head. That's deeply odd. Anyway, this was happening. Uh, this car was coming up. This white truck. And as the white truck pulled up next to me and began tailgating the uh, car in the left lane, uh, I did notice that it had a giant blue Trump 2020 sticker. Sure. As well as the trader flag. And uh, Dan just uh, <laughs> pressed down slightly on the gas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this dude wanted to pass me. Oh, yeah. Wanted yeah you got to wall him in. You got to wall and, him uh, in. I did it very subtly. Sure. Oh, you um, can't I make eye contact at all. No. You just got to like, you got to act like you're chilling out to your tunes. You don't even know that mm-hmm. you're making it to where you can't go anywhere. The timing was was perfect. It timed <laughs> out just right where I could do it and make it seem like, oh, this is my normal speed. Sure. You didn't notice because you sped by me. Mm-hmm. And it was with great satisfaction that we continued this way for about 45 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work very long. Well, I, I had to turn off. Yeah. I had to turn off to uh, get where I was going or head in the direction of the place I was going. But that's satisfaction, you know, though. It's just the little things that's that gets great. you through this tough time, you know? I love it. And well, as somebody who probably, I think you've maybe spoken on the show before, you drive a Prius. I do. And you, you take some ire from oh, some of those sure. uh, big, big trucks. Maybe truck big Trump trucks. having stickered trucks. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's... I don't want to profile truck drivers as uh, Trump people, but eh, why not? <laughs> no, I think... <laughs> I think certainly not. I think uh, the trucks... The truck uh, superiority complex mm. uh, is apolitical. Uh, big trucks... Of all types, it you know it's and it's about the truck being big, Andy, because a good mid-sized truck, that's a beautiful thing. What, one of my, <laughs> you like a mid-size? How you know they, very they help people move? Yeah. They park in parking spots correctly, uh, and you know the big trucks have their place as well uh, on the farm. But something makes me think that not all the people out there driving these yeah. big old trucks 
have farming to do. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite, and this happens because I live very close to four-way stop. Mm. I had to just say my address on the show at this point. Well, I mean, <laughs> you're dangerously close to doxing yourself now what with being near a four-way stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, it happens so often, Dan, where I will pull right up to the line and a big truck or really any vehicle bigger oh, yeah. than mine, this will happen where they will stop like a full car length mm-hmm. in front of the stop sign. A stop for a big old truck. That I mean, that's much much different. Yeah. Oh, yes, it is different. <laughs> but they'll stop like a car length before just to justify going before me. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, God, this is, I just, it's fine. Whatever. This is how humans mm-hmm. behave. Everybody's trying to get one over on, on life. I guess. But, whatever. How are you, Dan? I say, Andy, what you do is you get yourself a smaller car smaller than your Prius, something with not so much humps in the back, if you know what I'm saying. Your car, your car's got it. <laughs> Dan, you know how tired I am. You went to adjust the volume earlier. You're going to have to cut that That's out. That's true, anyway. right? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you got, your car's got a big dumper on the back of it, and uh, I feel like maybe if you had something smaller than that, you could uh, fast and furious. Oh yeah, under underneath some of these big trucks. Well, I did have a Chevy Steal Cavalier VCR <laughs> combo players. <laughs> I did have a Chevy Cavalier for the first uh, like couple years that I lived here. Gosh, I guess it was like three years, four wow. years even that I lived uh, here after I moved back from Oregon. And I think it was worse then because that that car, I'm pretty sure, had a, a busted speedometer mm. so that I was always driving a little bit slower sure. than I thought I was, and I was getting tailgated constantly. So I'm a notorious speed limit driver, yep. Dan. You and I have been on the highway together a lot, and that's a little bit different. I'll go seven over on the highway. But in the city, I'm not going much higher than two miles over. Oh, I mean, I had to circle the block today waiting on you to get here. You did leave before I did because I was texting. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you also went the wrong direction. You went, in you anticipation went of south. getting there before you. I wanted you to be able to park <laughs> yeah. in your garage because canonically, of course, we record these uh, bonus episodes here in your lovely mm-hmm. abode. Yeah. Is it's, that your home or is that your bedroom? I don't know. It's a good abode. question. That's home, that probably. Up. I think I'm thinking of boudoir. <laughs> that's, Either that's way, we are in your bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good couch. We're on my couch. It's a flea market couch. It's, it's kind of this is like it probably used to be gold. It's now like a faded yellow. It could be the lighting in here because it is bad lighting. You know, I I overheard somebody at my job today down at the uh, Tesla factory. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, they were talking about get, uh, getting a new couch and looking at one with a lovely floral print like this, but they were uh, clowning on it. It was mm. a younger person uh, thought the floral print was stupid. This is I kind of like it. This is exactly what I wanted for this room. Mm-hmm. I wanted a tacky couch that was the only thing that really stood out among the decor. Everything else is fairly modern. This is just one big tacky couch in the middle of the room. I it's would call the rest big. of the room almost brutalist yeah. in, his, in its aesthetic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no windows. Uh, a, just just concrete slabs. This isn't true. He's lying. <laughs> it's a cool room. It's a cool office. Yeah. No, it, it is a good room. And uh, the... Uh, the couch definitely fits it. it and pops. it's a comfy couch. Mm-hmm. It's pretty comfy, you know? It's really not bad. It looks like it's going to be way worse than it is. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty comfy. Sometimes right. our guests will sit on this mm-hmm. couch and they never deign to mention it. Uh, oh, you don't, you don't want to know what I do on this couch. <laughs> 
nothing actually not, not, i can't nothing. imagine much it's not in a super advantageous place in your house to do anything uh maybe read a book hey babe you want to go stare at this wall <laughs> hey babe you want to come check out my collection of posters from my old band <laughs> There's anyway. other cool posters in here. They're yeah. just not like <laughs> they're behind us uh-huh. Uh-huh. in front of the couch is just all <laughs> your sister city posters. <laughs> cool posters, though. Yeah, they're all right. They're all right. So, Dan, what's going on with you? You you mildly irritate any people who disagree with you politically lately? <sighs> Did I? I? I don't think so. I was just telling you that I've uh, been mostly off Twitter mm-hmm. for the last week or so. So... Uh, that's where I do my like mild annoyances. Although I think they go mostly unnoticed. Yeah. You know, I'm replying to these big. Well, you notice them, but not not the intended audience. I want like the the Congress person who I'm tweeting at to know that they're like a uh, slimy little freak or whatever yeah. I've called them. Uh-huh. But that likely they're never ever seeing it. Maybe Christy Fulnicky. She does not have a lot of followers on Twitter. No, she so. doesn't. Maybe every once in a while she's peering in to see me. Once I get that block, I'll I'll, I'll be really happy. Mm-hmm. Hopefully she hasn't muted me, but she probably you know that I out. had that one locked and loaded mm. that I have sent to so many people sure. that I just cannot uh, I cannot post it because of my place of employee, mm-hmm. and it's it's golden. It's such a good tweet <laughs> that tags Christy Folnicky. I I think that would do it. I think I could get myself blocked if I, I sent that one. I don't know. I've, I've, I think I've said some pretty incendiary yeah. things to her. To, That's true. And, and yeah. have, have yet to receive the block. My my big concern is that if I posted this thing, which involves me uh, suing because I ate some hot sauce that was too hot, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. had a reaction. Yeah, I, I'm afraid that she will make make it a big thing. Like, can you believe this person would say this to me? This is what's wrong with the libs. <laughs> This man is teaching in our schools. I <laughs> think that's exactly where it would probably it. be yes. brought uh-huh. to at a certain point. Uh, whereas me, I'm a little more protected down do uh, making the the screens for the Teslas, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I we we have to make them extra strong. So whenever you, whenever a Tesla driver, of course, goes into a uh, a uh, fit of rage over not being able to like play the latest uh, Maroon Five track <laughs> on on their Spotify on the home console there because it hasn't been updated, uh, so that they can really bash it. We make we make them nice and strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Y'all, that, that's straight from the top. That's Elon. You have a a no mask mandate mm. in the Tesla factory, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's it's very. Uh, you could say it's uh, the future because uh-huh. it's very much mask off. <laughs> Uh, so no, uh, no feedback from, uh, the pitch, you know, the pitch happened to not share anything on social media. Mm -mm. I wonder why that would have been Dan. I'm not sure. Could that have been because I included a photo of their (laughs) owner without a mask on talking to people? The very photo that you mentioned (laughs) in the episode of him not wearing his mask. Uh, yeah, man, what what a bummer that is. Uh, I'm I'm still just hurt over it because I really really like the pitches pizza. Good, yeah, we had a good amount of response on our Instagram of just lot. people who really love the pitches food. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I can't. I can't I'm I'm not gonna make. I wouldn't make it back anyway. It's too far away from where yeah. I live. But I'm 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 not gonna make it back now. Unfortunately, I know. same here. I, I could see myself ordering it if I was at four by four sure. or something like that. Yeah, it's just really disappointing. He, he he was very friendly too, like just a real nice mm. jovial guy. But uh, 
can't support that. Can't support trying to make your customers sick. Or not trying, but actively trying, actively trying, <laughs> We're not caring one way or the other. Still doing that thing where like uh, whenever you dry out a glass, you blow inside of it and then like wipe it out with mm-hmm. your hot breath. Uh, so I, I would say that that's uh, maybe trying to get people sick. Dan, I saw a person recently and I'm not going to tell this the whole all the details of the story, but I saw a person go through great pains to uh Take a microphone and sanitize it as we do mm. when it, before we record. You know, wipe it down fully, and then go blow in the microphone sure. to test it, and yep. then hand it to another person. Yeah, yeah, that, that's not. You know, we we have our guests all test their own microphones yeah. typically, or you just test it before you sanitize it. That that mm-hmm. I mean, that's a guaranteed surefire way it's, right there. It's really just, it's got to be a tough time to be a perpetually absent-minded mm-hmm. person. And I I kind of get it. Like if that's just who you are, that's me she tried. pretty much. This yeah. person tried to do it yep. and just wasn't thinking about it when into the microphone. <laughs> how how was the quality? Oh, great. Sound good? Okay. Great. Good. Just 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 as good as it could possibly sound with, you know, a sound system run by people who have no clue wow. how sound works. Wow. And, you know, won't let the person there who who knows how uh, touch the soundboard. <laughs> wow. This is <laughs> getting more and more personal as you, <laughs> no, as no, no, you no. tell the Here's story. the thing is I don't want to be that person. I'm more than happy <laughs> to listen to sound with the bass all the way up and no trouble whatsoever. I love that. It's totally fine. As long as I don't have, I'd rather not be the person who does the work. Wow. In this particular situation, because once the floodgates are open, that's your whole day. Mm -hmm. You're helping people do their tech problems all day. You're now the IT department. Yep. And I actively avoid that responsibility, even though I could probably do it. I could probably do the job. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's like you you volunteer for something that you know you're not going to get any more pay for or whatever. Like, why would I do that? You just don't do it. Mm -hmm. Andy. Yeah. You want to talk about your pitch bit? Oh, pitch well, porch bit. I mean, if you could call it that. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so last week I debuted a new fan favorite character, Red Nynolds, uh, <laughs> who I gotta tell you, folks, to the listeners, I I love you so much, and I swear that his voice sounded better in my head and didn't sound like at least three characters <laughs> that I've already done. Uh, mainly of which is like Percival Bernito, one of our very early characters. It turns out I just have one old man voice, yeah. but just a head full of old man characters. I, I, I old manishness to me. Uh, there, there's it's, it's one of the funniest things. When are you going to bust out your Gary old man? Oh, geez. I mean, if I, Gary Oldman, everyone, you can do any <laughs> accent because he, of course, is a master of the uh-huh. accent. So, yeah, I, I think just in general, I'm totally running out of voices, but I'm not running out of characters, Andy. So sometimes they're going to sound the same. Yeah. Sometimes the British people are going to all sound like Cockney Charlie or Tormund <laughs> Giants Bane. That's just the way it is. Uh, in addition on that bit, I did want to give a disclaimer to only a few people, the listeners of this Tower Club recording. $5 a month, half of which goes to Ozark's Food Harvest. They know. <laughs> you're, able, you're allowed to shut off the instinct. 
You know what's working though? More people are subscribing. <laughs> they are. Yeah. You know, I'm sure it's annoying for us to say that every single episode, but we're getting more people. I so don't, I don't think it's annoying at all. I think it's a fun bit that we do. Uh, yeah, yes, that- it is a bit. <laughs> yeah, well, speaking- it's so funny <laughs> when we promote our private feed. We interrupt whatever we're talking about to promote the private feed. Oh, I think fans <laughs> love it. I think they love it, Andy. Oh, you just wait till we get the response on this one. We'll ask Billy next mm, week. Yeah. Little tip to the Tower Club listeners. He's in the Tower Club. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I want him to hear this. Billy, Billy we'll make see sure to in, let us know. We'll see you in 24 hours. If that is, in fact, a funny bit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, yeah. So that uh, the red nittles thing that was uh, almost directly lifted from a comedy bang bang character mm. named Bob Duca, who just reads long lists of like his ailments and sort of that cadence. And uh, I don't think I had fully put that together whenever I was writing it, but certainly did while I was reading it aloud. And uh, uh, Spring Food most super fan Richie, mm-hmm. uh, aka Barista Barry. AKA probably the runner of our shadow Twitter account. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I, I have, by the so, way, I want to just, I want to give a shout out to all our new listeners from India. Oh my God. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, if you want to connect with some of our new listeners, which we have, we have gotten a lot recently, uh-huh. Andy, over the weekend almost. Uh, just check out the Spring Food Mo <laughs> Twitter account. That's at Spring Food No, not at Spring Food Pod. Spring Mo. Food Pod is the face one. Yeah, sorry, Spring Food Mo. <laughs> Spring Food No. Yeah. Is what, oh my Richie god, that's a new picked. fake one. Uh, yeah, we seem to have gained. I I want to say twenty fold the followers, maybe a little more. Uh, so feel free to click through our, our followed by tab on, on the spring food mo Twitter and engage <laughs> with some fellow spring food mo <laughs> listeners. You may find their <laughs> handles have a lot of numbers in them and, uh, they're not following many people and maybe their bio <laughs> says send nudes as I saw on one of them. <laughs> but yes, did uh, you? <laughs> yes, I absolutely. That's not made up even a little bit. Uh, and yes, I did send nudes. <laughs> so yeah, that that's fun. Um, I, I just have, I, I want to engage with the fake Twitter account more, but I, I just have so little energy for it. Uh, just posting on the Twitter in general, but uh, yeah. <laughs> especially engaging with uh, quite possibly Richie. Uh, I think we can maybe reveal here, although we still don't know for, for sure. sure. Yeah, he, he has not told us, but uh, yeah, it, it, that's it, it. He's very active and I cannot keep up. <laughs> I, I just can't. Oh, you, you have, come you up have with an witty issues? banter. Sidekick Dan. Yes. And also he keeps <laughs> referring to me as sidekick Dan, which at first I really did not like. And now I think is so very funny because he keeps good. doubling down on it. <laughs> he just the king of doubling down on bits that Andy and I hate. I don't hate it <laughs> until we like it. <laughs> it. There were practical issues with it at first because yes. I was afraid people would get confused and like try to do business with yeah. the wrong account. Well, no longer because it's clear now that one spring food mo account has many more followers <laughs> so uh, <laughs> but yeah I, you know i think that's all i had to say about the pitch you, you got anything else to go over before we get into our three new restaurants this week uh 
Not really. I really enjoyed hanging out with Tessa. I thought she was a really great guest. Mm-hmm. Had to do fantastic min- minimal editing. Mm. Um, I did have to edit myself a lot in that episode. It's a weird episode. Uh, maybe revealed a little bit too much about my life at one point <laughs> and cut some of it out. There was also yeah. a moment that uh, there was a bit that I did that I had been planning on doing, and it, there wasn't like a natural place to put it in. It was whenever I talked about someone being a freak, mm-hmm. and it was so painfully awkward that I had to cut down the pause after I did it. And somebody like Dan Shelton commented on it, like how awkward it was the in the edited version. Yeah, I'm just like, if, if those uh, long silences seem weird on the podcast, just keep in mind, we were sitting in the uh, August heat. Yeah. So uh, well, it takes a lot to not say anything at all. Often when those things happen, it feels a lot longer in the moment. And then whenever I listen back, I'm thinking, oh, this is fine. Yeah. That is not even that long of a pause. But like the tension just sits in my chest during those moments. Did you cut anything out of the Red Nettles bit? No. Did you cut some air out of that? I did not. Because boy, did that feel long it in the did. moment. I mean, that was part of the bit was that it just kept on going on. It played I guess. well. I think but, it played uh, pretty well. Wow, man. Did, did that not feel great afterwards? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you and I did that birthday video for our buddy Blake Mm. afterwards and there's a pan over to Tessa and she's just staring off into space (laughs) and she did that a lot during the last (laughs) third of the show (laughs) but then she stayed and hung out we just talked for another like 15-20 minutes after so I don't think she was having a bad time no absolutely not and we generally do not tell any of our guests whether we have met them or not that the last third of the episode I am going to put on a very stupid voice and launch into a character. I do tell them. (laughs) I sometimes I'll prime them, but I don't, you know, I do every time. It's not often that I I just, I don't think they expect how stupid it's going to be. (laughs) (laughs) Then I always say, by the way, the last segment of the show is going to be a real stupid. It's going to be really stupid. One of us is going to do a character. Oh, well, in that case, they must just really hate it if they know it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> I do primer. I give, do give people a primer. Good. You're regular <laughs> Shane Carruth. Ooh, I'm not. That guy's. Did you not know that guy got canceled two weeks ago? <laughs> no. Fully, fully I canceled. Mean, Bad. Full disclaimer, I haven't seen Primer or oh, okay. Color, yeah. so I don't really know anything about Shane Carruth beyond his name and his <laughs> filmography. Mm-hmm. We don't need to get into that, but you can Google it if you care about it. Wow. We should have an all-canceled bonus episode where we just talk about canceled famous folks. Mm-hmm. We should do that. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Nowhere to go from that. So stay Nowhere tuned for that. specific to go for that <laughs> yeah. from that. Okay, should we talk about the places we ate this week, Dan? Wow, Andy, three restaurants, same as always. We always do three restaurants on the What You <laughs> Eat episodes. We find three of the hottest, newest restaurants in town. Haven't been open long enough to uh, do a full, regular, non-paid, bad episode on. So we put them here in the Tower Club episodes, the What You Eatin' once a month. $5 a month, half of which goes to Ozark's food harvest. You know, yeah, Andy, Yeah, half of advertising is about keeping the customers uh-huh. you already got, so I think we ought to start hitting this really hard I on the Tower like Club I this episodes. episode has been pretty fun and easy to listen to. <laughs> like, we don't need to remind people at this point, so far, yeah, uh, what we're doing with half of it. Well, I mean, they, they know the rules to the episodes by now. We eat at three new restaurants, so... uh 
what's up this week? Dan, we ate at two new restaurants. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, the issue was, I think we have two others mm. that have been like sort of on our radar for a while. Yeah. We just say like Desire Springfield and uh, Queen City Soul Kitchen. Uh-huh. But I think we're talking about maybe saving Desire for us, the full length episode, like yeah. a real one. We've been qu- trying to go there for oh, two almost three months. Four, something like, that. like since March, I think. Mm-hmm. So coming up on four to five months now. And at this point, it's been around long enough that it might deserve its yeah. own. So we'll, I think for uniqueness alone, yeah. we should probably cover it on a yeah. mainline episode. And Queen City Soul Kitchen is only a pop up so far, wow. even though it is its own space. So we're if sort only of waiting. We had like. I don't know. You think we could like carve out some time sometime to do places that just don't fit the normal spring food mobile, Andy? Huh. Wow, Dan. That's such a good idea. Hmm. Would how good of an idea, Andy? Like if you had to rate it from like bad to extraordinary or you know, something else that starts with an EX. Exceptional? Oh. Wait. We could should we do this next month? It's weird that you even you know, call it exceptional, Andy, because that's also kind of like a you know exceptional means like you're making an exception uh-huh. on something. Like so something that's like an exception to the normal rules of places that we review. So what if for like the next uh, month September, September we did an exceptional, exceptional September? September. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Dan, that idea you had. I'd say is worth five stars, man. I sure am good at coming up with ideas. <laughs> That's right. Tower Club <laughs> listeners. You got the scoop. Dan came up with the idea <laughs> to do exceptional uh-huh. September all September. Wow. We are going to review on the main episodes, not restaurants. Mm. Well, I think one of them is actually a restaurant, sure. but it's a restaurant that is not based out of Springfield. That's right. And then the other places we're going to cover are not restaurants, but food-related or food-adjacent businesses. Wow, Andy. And perhaps one that is just a food-related experience, if that one works out. How very exciting. Mm -hmm. And we have, seriously, some of the coolest guests that we have Mm. ever booked, I think, for this month. Exceptional. Truly exceptional. Wow. Um, I'm not going to spoil any of the guests because really at least two of these places are sort of up in the air because they are kind of pop-up situations. One of them, pop-up is too strong of a word. We're going to review something so specific (laughs) (laughs) that uh, I can't wait to talk about it if if it pans out, but I don't want to like raise expectations too high. We're talking corn hub level of specificness, specificity. I think maybe even a corn hub you can go to every Saturday. Mm. This place we're talking about, um, <laughs> I'm not going to ruin it. Wow. I'm not going to ruin it. This was somebody else's idea. I'm very excited. And this this person who's a guest, I pitched the guest on them coming on to promote something, and then the guest pitched me on the idea of doing this place. And it is, I think she is trying to get this place to do this event again so we can go and talk about it, is my wow. understanding. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that That's very exciting stuff, Andy. Yeah. This is so vague, and it all makes sense later, and I think it'll be really interesting to remember this magical moment when we revealed this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, absolutely. Exceptional September. Mm. So, yeah. I also put out an offer to another guest today for one of the ex- exceptional September plays. will be a great repeat guest if this person Ooh. agrees. Boy, Andy, I love repeat guests. Me too. I really do. We could just only do that now. We we've, absolutely We've had could. enough really we, good ones. We, yeah, we have had some good shouts ones. To, shouts to Billy Dove, too. 
<laughs> oh, BD2. Y- y'all get ready. This time he's fully healed and his brain is going to be firing on all cylinders. I mean, I loved his last episode, oh, yeah, but apparently he said that he uh, was a, l- a little sick mm-hmm. during the last one. Uh, said that one of us stank like a skunk. What? He said you stank like a skunk, Andy. And I, that's why he was sick. Is this a bit from made him throw up the in his show? Mouth. No. This is a private text message that <laughs> Billy sent me. <laughs> yeah, you're the one who often communicates with guests from the show just for fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, me and Billy are tight. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dan. Let's get into the places we covered this week unless you got some more nonsense. Wow, Andy. All two places. Let's get into the first one. <laughs> this is the Royal, mm. which we've kind of been dancing around in one way or another for sure over a year at this point. The Royal a tiny music venue and and restaurant space opened in the round tree neighborhood earlier this summer. The Royal had been announced over a year before and during an interview in the interim with erstwhile 417 magazine writer and spring food favorite Claire Porter. Wow. Royal owner BJ Lawrence said that the space will be cozy running only about 600 square feet, but he plans to keep the venue light and airy and the vibe calm. No loud party bands here. He was inspired by Wes Anderson movies, so he says the design will have pastel colors, lots of symmetry, and plenty of light from a glass garage door that opens up to a patio seating. Not a patio. I don't want to... I added that. This is not Claire's prose. Mm. Uh, It says, opens up to patio seating. Yeah. Lawrence himself has had roles in Pasta Express. Thumbs up, Dan. 425 Downtown and Horman Meats. Ooh, 425 Downtown. He, Pasta Express's catering company for weddings it? and stuff. Oh, yep. Okay, didn't know that. Mmm, yum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he also acted as a booking agent through Band Booking and was a member of Isabel Crane, formerly Belladonna. Oh, which, okay. I don't know if you ever went to Belladonna show, but uh, fantastic. I one didn't, the, but I've definitely heard of them. One of the best singers in town. She was also a singer in uh, Kids and Chemicals. Can't remember her name, though. So he sees the Royal as a culmination of his life's musical and restaurant experience. Wow. It's been a lifelong dream, he says. <laughs> That's his voice. Yeah. And I've done everything separately, so it's time to put it all together. Wow. <laughs> Cla- in, in the classic cadence of a Wes Anderson character. <laughs> so we tried a couple drinks, Dan. Why don't you talk about your drink? Andy, I got the foxglove, which I don't have here in front of me, so why don't you get into your drink? Dan, I got a drink also, and I don't remember what my drink was called. It, it was the <laughs> one that's not the foxglove, Andy. There's only two of them. We are both on our phones looking up the drinks <laughs> that we got. frantically. You know, I will, while we're doing this, I'll get into the fact that uh, while they weren't playing any live music right now, apparently he does spin vinyl up there. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if that's what was going on tonight. Didn't seem like it. Seemed like more of a playlist, but uh, I really like just about all the music i heard uh yeah. they play just before you got there they were playing uh jesus doesn't want me for a sunbeam the meat puppets version they just played that because uh, they saw you at, well absolutely and then they followed it up with uh, one of my favorite bands my morning jacket covering a uh, rocket man real lovely uh oh. like jim james cover of a uh, rocket man that's really awesome and i still have not found the drink oh the foxglove andy gin brandy almond or get o-r-g-e-a-t <laughs> yeah or get or get gin brandy almond or blackberry sage simple syrup lime and soda water 
boy, this was really, really good, Andy. Mm -hmm. Just fantastic, lovely, fruity, not quite punchy taste. Um, You know, fruit punch kind of has an acidity at the back end that I don't love. I, I think I'm just literally talking about like, uh, factory manufactured uh-huh. fruit punch from the bottle. Uh, but I find that with some like rum fruit punch cocktails as well. This was just super fruity. I wish I had some point of comparison because every single sip that I took, it tasted like a drink I have had before. I just simply could not put together what it was right now. I'm picturing the drink that, I had all the way back on our first episode mm. uh, at brunch at Lindbergh's, but I, I'm not even sure if that I, I, that may just be a false synapse sure. firing, but it, it was so, so tasty. Couldn't taste a bit of alcohol in there. Could have drank like 10 of these. Mm. I mean, they're $9 a piece, yeah. but it was, it was a really tasty cocktail. <laughs> I tried one called Uncharted Waters. Wow. The other cocktail. That's why I got it to vary it up. Mm. They also had five beers on tap, and uh-huh. all of them were beers that I would have been happy drinking and probably would have enjoyed more, even though I really enjoyed this because I like beer better than cocktails. Got Dan. a few mocktails as well. They do. Uncharted Waters has vodka, uh, falernum or falernum, maybe? Ginger simple, cucumber simple, lemon, and soda water. Dan, wow. this had a little bit of a bite to it from the vodka, but the cucumber in there uh, kind of tempered the vodka. Really? Like, you know, vodka can sure. be pretty harsh. I love a cucumber mixed drink. This is a, just had a little bit of sweetness, and it just had a very fresh, lovely taste. This was very summery. We were sitting outside. What would you say? It's probably about 75 degrees. We were in the shade. Yeah. Yeah. Real lovely temperature out there. Nice and socially distanced as mm-hmm. well. They had the garage door open, uh, all the seats pretty far away. Everybody pretty much observing wearing their masks whenever they weren't just yep. chowing down or having a chat. So it, it, it uh, yeah, that seemed like a safe place to have a drink, which I definitely have not yeah. run into any of those. Dan and I sat directly across from each other. We just like engaged in our favorite pastime, which is just to put our mouths two or three inches <laughs> uh-huh. apart and just <sighs> breathe directly into yeah. each other's mouths. Uh, well, well, we do. Uh, one inhales, one exhales. It's until one of us gets dizzy because we're just breathing <laughs> in car- each other's carbon monoxide, yeah. carbon dioxide. God, I'm so stupid, mm-hmm. Andy. <laughs> Yeah, I, oh, it's because you breathe in carbon <laughs> monoxide. Yeah, that could be part of it. Uh, the couple next to us, or not next to us, but the couple like whatever, seven to eight feet away from us had a really nice looking dog. Uh, beautiful French bulldog, full black coat on him. Great dog. Yeah, and it was, uh, I'm glad that we were able to get together to do this, Andy, because I had a couple crazy stories to tell you, and we're not going to even mm-hmm. venture even no. close to either of those stories you here have, on the show. Like, but they were know. wild. The, wi- the wildest story anyone's told me in a very long time. Oh, yeah. I meant <laughs> to tell you on Sunday, but it's, I don't know. It's its not exactly you know, a mixed company story. It's I'm pretty personal. I'm not just remembering the first story you told me. And no, that may be the wildest story I've heard. <laughs> They're both <laughs> equally crazy for wildly different if reasons. If you're close friends with Dan... Go talk to Dan. Ooh, come, come get these stories <laughs> these are very from much me. In-person stories too. This is like not texting stories. Oh yeah, yeah. One she, of the stories I will tell on the show someday. Okay, it'll probably be a while. Yeah, though. yeah. We're, we're gonna get some distance from mm-hmm. it first. Well, you gotta like, 
you got to dine out on that one for a while first. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, I get it. <laughs> You're one of the first people that I've told, man. I'm just, so you got the rough draft. Mm-hmm. It, ooh, it's only going to get better. What is going to happen <laughs> is that this goes out on Friday. Uh-huh. My parents are going to listen Saturday morning while they, oh, yeah. they eat their breakfast in the car. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to have dinner together Saturday sure. evening. or Well, I have other plans Saturday evening. Never mind. Next time I see them, they're going to say, Andy, I know that you did a whole bit mm-hmm. about us asking this, but what's Dan's story? So let me just get ahead of that, Andy. Tim, Charlotte, <laughs> I love you both. And I don't want to even make it seem as if either of these stories is untoward in any way because they really aren't. They're not nasty. They're not salacious. But Andy is not allowed to tell you either of them, (laughs) (laughs) especially one of them. (laughs) I feel like the first one I could probably not give any details. Yes, it would be a summary would be okay. But the other one, this is not uh, so much (laughs) such good podcasting. (laughs) Wow. We're doing great, Andy. How about the food? There at the Royal Andy. Let's start with the adult Lunchables, mm. Dan. Adult Lunchables says served with bread and accoutrement. Uh huh. Choice of pepperoni, prosciutto, salami, pecorino, sharp cheddar, chevrey. Mm-hmm. You ordered these because I was a little late. That's yeah. right. I worked ten hours today and met Dan directly after work. Wow. Um, not to brag or anything. But uh, why, don't you, why don't you tell about the choices you made here? So, Andy, uh, our servers read off the different choices of meats and cheese to me, and I'm fairly sure that she left off a few that they did not have. Uh, yeah. It seemed like they maybe only had one of the meats. I wasn't going to try and have her repeat it over and over again, but I heard salami, uh, which, I, you know, I like salami. I was going to go for the prosciutto, but I just didn't hear her say that when she went through the list. So I went salami. And prosciutto is what I would have gone for, too, for sure. Yeah, That's my oh, favorite absolutely. charcuterie meat. Me- melts in your mouth. It's uh-huh. so good. Got the uh, pecorino mm. with it. Uh, you know, they also have sharp cheddar and chevre. I don't really like chevre or really any, like, chevre. spreadable cheese like that. I said it wrong. Chev? <laughs> yeah, Chevy. I thought it was going to parts of a Chevy Nova. <laughs> wow, you are famously really good with trucks, Andy. Uh, I thought sharp cheddar just sounded a little basic. Although, after having this cheese, I imagine that the sharp cheddar is probably very well sourced and probably is packed with flavor. The pecorino, Andy, may be my favorite thing on the plate. Just so salty, but like, I, I don't know. I use salty as a describer sometimes, and I don't want it to like seem like it's sodium laden and Mm -hmm. and i'm saying it's bad like uh, the way a parmesan is salty is just like that's it's so good salt is great andy i don't know if if you uh have this affinity for salt like i do i want to push it just to the edge there's a point where it's too Mm -hmm. salty but that like some of the best hummus i've ever had is like incredibly salty Mm. like it, it feels like one more granule of salt and it would be too salty I love salty stuff, too. Yeah. Got about yeah. four pieces of that salty pecorino there. Mm-hmm. Got a couple slices of salami. Yeah. I would say more than a couple. Yeah. I mean, Probably I, four, but chopped up. Yeah. Yeah. Fourths. Cho- yeah. Chopped up into little pieces, pizza slices. Uh, got some purple grapes there. Mm-hmm. You got some of those crackers, which are it seems like it's 
baked two, bread in house. Yeah, two kinds of crackers, mm. or maybe there was just two levels of toasted. I think that's the case. Yeah, I, I preferred the ones that were much darker and browned, mm-hmm. even though we didn't have nearly as many of, of those. Um, but I thought those were really tasty. Those are they'd probably been buttered uh-huh. and then toasted, if I had to guess. Might have been some, a little bit of garlic on there or something. Those were real good. Got some slices of cucumber with it. Mm-hmm. I actually had my first cracker with just a slice of cucumber to taste the cracker taste, and it was very good, and the cucumber seemed very fresh. I neglected to try cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a cucumber, but yeah. it in no way tasted off. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some sometimes cucumbers can. They're just very water-based, and sometimes they taste like bad water. I've had some that's like it's like they've been soaked in vinegar for a long time. And they're like crinkly, <laughs> yeah. like they have a crinkly surface. Uh-huh. Yeah, that is weird. You should get this <laughs> checked out, Andy. Uh, what what else was on this plate? There was one more thing that I'm blanking on. Um, oh, the ground mustard and yes. maybe an apricot jam. I, think I, definitely. I didn't catch what type of uh, jam that I was. I would say that those were my two favorite things to put on the cracker. Really? I, I liked the salami. I thought the salami was mm-hmm. good and salty, but man, I love that apricot jam. I love a jam. And especially an apricot jam, because that has like a little, what is it? It's like a little bit of bitterness to go along with the sweet with apricot. Am I wrong about this? Apricot has a real specific type of flavor that isn't just like pure sweetness like a lot of jams are. I'm not a big apricot fan. Not a big apricot jam fan. You didn't Uh, apricot into it? I I didn't what? You didn't apricot into it? I didn't apricot into it. How does that work? If you don't get it, you're not trying to bend over backwards to see how that could be a pun cotton you didn't cotton to it but didn't apricot cotton to it. it apricot i've never heard that term i hope it's not racist <laughs> i can't see why it would be andy uh yeah i i liked everything on the plate really enjoyed the mustard with some big old huge mustard seeds in there and uh, oh yeah, that was awesome. That pecorino romano, just really, really tasty. The the mustard was fantastic. Like mm. the mustard was so good. Like it was not mustard like you think of it. There was no liquidiness liquidness to it at mm-hmm. all. It was it was just the seeds, like various colors of seeds. And ooh, thought that was great. Yeah, and you you can get any combination that you'd like. It, everything served with all that accoutrement. It's just the cheese and meat that you pick, and then I think you pay about four fifty per serving of that so we could have gotten some more but even it out of a nice nine dollars don't think that that's an unreasonable price at all for a nice charcuterie plate like this Mm -hmm. could definitely split this with somebody and be happy having dropped nine dollars on it yeah definitely and you know (sighs) we should have went gone to get plates because sure it was a little weird to Getting your getting your little fingers over. Well, neither of our fingers are little. Getting our big old <laughs> big old fingers over these. It was a little difficult, uh, and I felt weird of been germied. Yeah, it's just a weird germy world it we is, live yeah. in now. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, there were no germs before. Yeah, yeah I probably could have used an extra. <laughs> I, you know, how long it's been since I've gotten sick. <laughs> not not going outside and wearing a mask all the time. Not getting sick. It's, imagine you're killing it. We could just eradicate illness. <laughs> you know, we could just do that. Just by washing hands and wearing masks all the time. And staying inside out. all the time. Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Sounds good. Jeez. I'm surprised you ever got sick in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I do for a living. <laughs> oh, yeah. I get colds. Just that's what I get paid to well, do. Well, yeah, they test Sudafed on you. Andy, <laughs> what else did we get? I tested on myself. <laughs> I took Sudafed Andy. every morning with, you know, Azure Tech D has Sudafed in it. So, like, there was like two years where I just took Sudafed every morning. You're off that lean. Not anymore. 
I'm off that lane, yes. You're now off of the lane. Mm-hmm. Well, congrats, Andy. I might get back on it because it's ragweed season. <laughs> get back on that rag lane. You, you eat your Zyrtec out of like a double styrofoam cup with a Jolly Rancher at the bottom just because you don't understand how lean works. <laughs> <laughs> no, I crush it up with the Jolly Rancher and snort yeah. them both together. Yeah. That seems like it hurts so... I've never snorted anything. Not even like sugar as a bit, like a lot of kids do. Man. That seems like it would hurt so bad. I really hate to derail this episode any further, yeah, but... emphasis on rail. I used to snort so much stuff whenever I was in late <laughs> middle school and high school and never any kind of illicit drug ever, nor have I since. I've never done any drugs through oh. my nose. Uh, but <laughs> crushed up Altoid. I did pepper once. I did salt. I'm, I, I was a bad little boy, Andy. I think sweet tarts I did once. Just horrible, horrible, okay. unspeakable things. Who, you know, we'll get back to the review. Uh, eventually, it's 45 minutes. Oh, my God. Wow. Who cares? So there was a kid that I went to elementary and I think some of middle school with maybe... Um, so my grandparents went to uh, visit a family gravesite, and there were, I don't remember which relative it was, but obviously it was important enough to go visit the gravesite. And there was another couple at the gravesite, and they were like probably 30, 40, something like that. Mm. You know, my, my grandpa, grandfather's a very gregarious man. You, sure. you know him. And they struck up a conversation, as you do when you're at the graveyard. And... <laughs> And, um, <laughs> well, actually, yes. <laughs> uh, come to find out that they were both standing in front of this grave for a reason. That's because they were related and didn't know. Sure. Come to find out this kid that I've been friends with and played like soccer with and stuff for like three or four years was in fact like my second cousin. Oh, wow. Which is a thing that, that happens mm-hmm. when you live in Springfield, Missouri. Everyone is connected sometimes by blood. Sure. Um, I'm not going to reveal his name. My parents will definitely remember the story, but it, I think it was like at a soccer pizza party at the, after the end of the season. Sure, this kid he either snorted or intentionally breathed in mm. crushed red pepper. Oh yeah, and had to go to the bathroom and have his dad pick the peppers yeah. out. Yeah, that's no good. Yeah, so that's a good story. Can't can't say I've ever done anything that <laughs> bad, but definitely regretted. Pretty much every single one. We tried one more thing. Wow, we sure did, Andy. And hey, look. What's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, Whenever we obviously have a conflict of interest. Oh, I think what Andy's trying to say is that we're dirty, rotten shills, baby. Nepotism. Oh, nepotism all the way for our little baby nephew. (laughs) Jake. (laughs) He's older than both of us. He's like combined three months older than me or whatever, four months older than me combined old man. Jake by your mythology. That would be like 110 adding my age with your real age. We got Jake's vegan meatballs. Wow. This is Jake's vegan meatballs in coconut curry sauce with mint and nutmeg. I can say with full confidence that this does not taste even remotely vegan. Mm -mm. It is like an Indian style curry sauce and a lot of Indian sauces uh, use like melted cheese as a base to give it the creaminess, and yep. this has that exact same texture. The The flavor of the sauce was pretty astounding, mm-hmm. not coming from an Indian restaurant mm-hmm. or, uh, yeah, a, a native maker of curry. Really, 
wonderful taste of sauce. And you know what? I already knew the meatballs would be good because sure. like uh, Jake's burgers are awesome. His stuff is great. Very and good. I'm not saying that because uh, he's, you know, my 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 closest friend uh, in the city. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's made stuff that I haven't loved and I just haven't talked about it on the show. I love his uh, his vegan meats, Dan. They're they're great. They, 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 these especially have yeah. the texture of meatballs. It really does. And I think the flavor is probably better than act, most actual meatballs because a lot of what we get is mm-hmm. like, I've had a bunch for the show. They're usually like steamed and bland. Flavor was fantastic. Yeah, had a little like, heat in the meatball. Mm-hmm. Uh, at first, I kind of thought it was just the curry sauce, but I think it was actually within the meatball uh, a little a little hot, hot, spicy heat which I really liked. And yeah, this is just an awesome dish. Like I already am a huge fan of the Malai Kofta, which is just a veggie ball in like a curry sauce. Like there's a long tradition of making meatball type things out of just vegetable proteins, Mm -hmm. but to get it all the way vegan to remove that delicious paneer and then mimic the texture of a meatball. One of the tastiest things a meat eater can enjoy uh, just fantastic, Jake. Hats off. Yeah, um, we're both taking our hats off right now in studio for you. Andy's actually Andy's taking his headphones off, mm-hmm. so it's gonna be a nightmare getting these back on uh-huh. with the with the mic on. Hey, it's fine to do so bad. Yeah, I did. I, I mean, did real bad. <laughs> you can't see the full picture. <laughs> yeah, those are great. Yeah, Royal seems like a really cool spot. I, I was awesome. surprised that there wasn't a stage. I guess it's not like spoiling or mm-hmm. it's, it's spoiling isn't the right word, but like. Over a year ago, the owner reached out to us yeah. and asked if we wanted to do a monthly show. We did. We did. <laughs> and um, I, in hindsight, I, I think maybe bi-monthly would have been Probably smarter, so. you know? Yeah. Um, so hopefully we can do something like that sometime if you're still oh, interested absolutely. once shows are an acceptable form of entertainment mm-hmm. again. Uh, I'd, I'd be curious about that, where, how and where they set it up. So I sort of expected there to be a little stage, but there wasn't. Cause I, is, yeah. He does like posit it as a music venue. That has food, you know. That at least that was the the early press. Maybe they've kind of pivoted a little bit. I wonder if the stage area is just outside yeah. in the actual like uh, patio now, area. We also <laughs> tentative, tentatively had a show booked at Scully's at one point too. We sure did. And <laughs> I think it might have been our first anniversary episode. And Scully's at the time were like, "We think we're going to open. Yep. We think we'll be open." Yeah, in yeah. October of 2019, this, the, it, it's it's crazy, <laughs> folks. It, it yeah. all, especially with the experience I've had with the Scully's crew and seeing what they've been going through, like it, it just makes me feel so much for these people who have like put a year or two years into opening their first restaurant or opening mm-hmm. a new restaurant, and they have to open them in this climate, uh-huh. which I think brings us to our next restaurant, Andy. Yes, it does, Dan. The next restaurant is Split Social Kitchen. Kitchen. I'm going to read a little description here. Please. This, actually, it's a fairly long description. This comes from an article by a freelance culture writer and co-founder of the Food Print Coalition, an organization dedicated to advocating for everyday practices normal people can do to reduce their carbon footprints. Wow. Sounds good. She's highly opinionated, perpetually overworked. Mm. She takes a long time to respond to texts. No. Or eventual responses are always thorough and thoughtful. Well, yep, this is another article by Claire Porter, Dan. Wow, Andy. 
She is uh, not a spring food favorite. She is the spring food favorite because recently <laughs> her Jay Perino's episode overtook Cashew Station as the most downloaded episode of Spring Food Mo. What? Yeah. That's such an old episode now. She does not listen to this, the bonus episodes. I don't think there's any way she would do that. that <laughs> Nor does that anyone like in that circle. To me that it, yeah. It got a real bump initially because she put it in the table talk. Mm, but yeah. for whatever reason, people keep downloading it. Um, Claire Porter, go back on Spring Food Mo. Spoiler, Please. she's the person I invited to do <laughs> one in September. And we've kind of been going back and forth for her to come on to promote the Food Print Coalition. But they're kind of working some stuff out, specifically what they want to promote, like sure. different adv- advocacy and issues and stuff. Anyway... The offer's out there. I can't wait till she comes back on because she's so funny. We had a great great time when she was here. All right. So Claire wrote about Split. Split Social Kitchen, opening in the space formerly occupied by Cesar's Old Mexico, will serve innovative, creative, and fresh food with a casual feel, co-owner Kristen Douglas says. Wow. Douglas co-owns Split with Dylan Collins, who have both been veterans of the food service industry with gigs at fine dining restaurants and more casual eateries throughout their career. The two have a son together, though they are not a couple, and after years of overlapping work shifts, they wanted to create their own restaurant that could accommodate their co-parenting schedule and also add to their neighborhood's dining scene. Uh, We wanted to find... There's a fly that got on the phone. He's trying to read it. The fruit flies... I've pretty much dissipated. Uh-huh. I don't know if you noticed this that. This is a full-grown It's big just boy one. Fly. It's just one big old fly. All right. Colin, uh, we, wanted to find what, we wanted to find what the east side was missing, Colin says. Collins and Douglas realized what was missing was a restaurant that sits somewhere between fine dining and a standard bar and is equally as accommodating to casual lunch crowds as it was to couples on date nights and late night diners. Well. Wow. There's more to the article, and that's like not a natural stopping point, but I didn't want to just read her entire article. That was for Feast Magazine. It was fairly recent. You go look it up. She's a good writer. Um, it's called Split because they split up. Andy, when I tell you I was shocked, it, it's true. You, you need to believe me. Mm-hmm. I told Dan at dinner tonight. What a great, what a great story. It's not a great. That's not the exact <laughs> way to put it, but like it's a it's a it's a nice mythology for a name of a restaurant. Mm. At first, I, I thought it sense. was family style dining, like well, splittable dishes, which I think a good amount on their menu is split social kitchen. I think the social part also implies that. Wow, and that so is, many layers. Mm-hmm, that is what they do. They do have a few entrees, which we mm-hmm. we tried. So you tried one of those splittable apps, right? I sure did, Andy. I started it out with. A menu item that really just caught my eye. The Bubba Kiefer. Um, The Bubba Kiefer, along with all of the other menu items, uh, have pretty weird names. Uh, Some of them weirder than others. This one is braised pork, chipotle sour cream, barbecue sauce, bacon, pepper jack cheese, and green onions on a bed of those crispy battered fries. I'm going to save the fry discussion for just a moment. I don't know. Did you get fries with your entree? I certainly did. Okay, good. So we'll get into those. Uh, The braised pork, Andy, was so, so good. Melt in your mouth. Had, I don't know, I I identified that type of meltiness with like a long-cooked beef Mm -hmm. uh, uh, roast of some sort. But man, this was... uh, just good porky pork 
The chipotle sour cream had a nice little bit of heat to it. Didn't really notice any barbecue sauce or bacon on there. Uh, it was probably that pepper jack bringing the heat, but just a fantastic loaded fry, Andy. Uh, it came pretty good portion. I, I'm not sure if it's as good of a portion as the other heralded loaded fries that we've discussed on this show before, of which we won't even name right now. Um, but also, I am not sure if maybe the restaurant that serves those other fries just gives me a little more if they know it's me. Yeah. I don't know, but it is. I get a big old order of fries to there. Say, yeah. I always get the half, and I feel like it's not even fair to call it a half order. It's cram <laughs> full of fries. Yeah. And, you know, this this one at, at like a $13, $14, little more expensive than that one. Still very tasty, high-end across the board ingredients. All proceeds on this one goes to the All the Pieces uh, emergency helpline in the memory of Kiefer Douglas, who I, I guess uh, this... Uh, Bubba Kiefer is named after. Mm -hmm. So I thought that that was pretty cool too. And also this was just a delicious dish. I'm sure yeah. that they serve 25 of them a night. Like it's just awesome. Mm -hmm. Jumps right off the menu. I tried the baby daddy. Wow. Which until fitting. And yeah, until I figured out, I didn't figure out the, the whole premise of the mm. name until today after I'd eaten there. A lot of things make, make more sense. On yes, there. for sure. Uh, Baby Daddy has loads of crab meat and a cheesy cream sauce topped with butter, panko, and parm, served with wonton chips for dipping. I got to start with these wonton chips, Dan. These have the thinness of tortilla, thinness and shape of tortilla mm. chips. They are very thin, but they are wonton skins. That's awesome. They're fried wonton skins, just totally in the shape of a tortilla chip, and have the exact same like crunchiness of a tortilla chip, also. They are fantastic. That's great. I've had wonton skins before, maybe for the show, and they lean on the hard, yes. too crunchy side. These are not like the wonton skins that you would get to put into a hot and sour soup sure. or a sweet and sour soup or something like that. These are totally different. They are they are chips. Mm. Um, the sauce, you immediately open it. Now, I will say that this had about a 20-minute um, travel time because I took it to Springfield Lake. Uh, just for a little, you know, it's like when a man and a woman do a thing together. Mm -hmm. Getting uh, scooping up pond scum. Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> Went there and uh, just like took it, took it, you know, to the the awning, not the awning, like one of the covered patio areas. Yeah, yeah, sure. There's a name uh, that's on the sign that I can't, I can't pull it out of my brain right now. Gazebo, anyway, something. It's like a big gazebo, like a big square gazebo. Pavilion. Pavilion. Yeah, that's there we it. go. Under there the pavilion. Anyway, um, the baby daddy was so good, Dan. Um, that dip, it looks kind of like hummus, but it doesn't taste anything like hummus. Like It's pretty smooth underneath, but the top has that panko and the parmesan sprinkled over it. And I think it's like butter added into the cheese Ooh. sauce to give it an extra layer of richness. Dude, this was just totally decadent. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge dipper. Like, I use my chip as a shovel. I get a ton. This was so rich, and there was so much to it. It had even a little bit of mealiness because of all the stuff on the top. Uh, I didn't want that much on each chip. Sure. Um, it was good. It was like that, that rich, yeah. and this was uh, pretty special. That I hadn't had awesome. anything like this, especially those chips. I feel like there's a dozen dips 
that you a lot could, of crab rangoon dips yeah gonna come with a similar chip but these those sound excellent these are dissimilar from any crab rangoon chip dip chip that i've mm. had these they put a lot of craft and uh, care into the design here loved this dan thought this was awesome wow yeah so uh did you get a couple? Did you you and you and Anonymous try some sandwiches? Uh, me and my lovely ten out of ten dime piece girlfriend Anonymous got an entree a piece, and we split most of that Bubba Kiefer. Uh, Mister Business, our cat, uh, got a big chunk of the Bubba Kiefer. Oh, and no. boy, did that make me mad! Just in, he ended up with a he like pulled a big clump out, ended up with a single fry, just like trying to choke it down with his like eight remaining feral cat teeth just <laughs> like just disgusting little animal he is eats diapers i mean i love him so much your diapers <laughs> well, gee, who else is? <laughs> i got the hashtag lady killer Ooh, boy andy don't love when the name of an no. item's a hashtag but i i you know i'm past all that at this place because i i gotta say my girlfriend and I were looking at the menu and looking at different photos people had taken from Split on Monday for lunch, and we were crushed to find out that they are closed on Mondays. Mm. Those are some of the most spectacular food photos I have seen for the show. Yeah. It just every bit of food that this place serves looks very, very good. I also had plans to eat there Monday and had to change those plans. Boy. <laughs> Andy, we should do a little more research. Somebody went to Mexican <laughs> Villa that night instead. Had a real party. Nasty. Okay. Hashtag Lady Killer. Two beef patties pressed with white onion. That's White Castle style. And stacked with white American cheese, shredded lettuce, Roma tomato, some garlic mayo, and house-made pickles. Uh, and those house-made pickles, that's actually pickled red onion and some pickled cucumber. Uh, the cucumber is like just barely pickled. It still really resembles a cucumber slice. Really, really good house-made pickles here. This one's also served with those same fries, which we'll get into. Mm -hmm. uh, this was a really tasty burger, Andy kind of overshadowed by the fact that we just went to Riyadh a couple mm, weeks ago yeah. and that burger just really blew me out of the water. This was awesome. We've had a lot of people say, hey, I tried that Riyadh burger <sighs> and I'm glad. I'm glad this place is getting some oh, attention. Oh my goodness. It's, it's so good and I will be back. Uh, this one, the only real complaint I have on it, it was uh, for a smash burger, didn't have the crispiness mm. on the patty that I like. But other than that, incredibly messy burger just that garlic mayo along with burger juices just flowing from the bun. I'm surprised it didn't fall apart. Mm -hmm. Could maybe use like a pretzel bun, uh, say Riyadh style to hold everything on there. Also really love their use of Roma tomatoes. Mm. I like a Roma tomato yeah. more than like a beefsteak tomato. You got to put like four or five mm -hmm. slices on there, but boy, overall, Andy, just a, a fantastic burger. I, uh, overshadowed by Riyadh, but really, really good. Yeah. I got a couple sandwiches to talk about. Wow. Uh, first one, the cannonball mm. potato bun. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> okay. let's <laughs> <laughs> Potato bun, braised pork, pepper jack, Napa cabbage slaw, and chipotle mayo. Finished with a barbecue drizzle and served with house-made pickles. Wow. With battered fries. Sounds right up my alley, Andy. Probably would have gotten it. Had you not already had it? Mm-hmm. 
we were frantically texting each other, <laughs> trying not to overlap yeah. because we, we had just the same day. overlapped at the pitch. Yeah, and we to the also ate them the day before yeah. we were recording this. So uh, yesterday, Dan, I I gotta say I totally agree with you on that braised pork. Uh, really good, just great. It looks like pulled pork, but it's a, it's just a little different. It's got a little bit more flavor, a little bit different consistency. It's maybe a little. A little bit, not not to say it's juicy, but there's a little bit more moistness to it than you typically get with typically sure. get with your pulled pork, or maybe that had to do with like moistness from the other stuff that was on top. Because there's well, a lot of pork is like dry and yeah. then sauced. Mm-hmm. This was just a moist cut yes. pork. And you are definitely right. And kind of talking about how tender it was and almost melty. Mm-hmm. And the bun was really high quality too. Like they're using really good bread here. I think like maybe potato buns. Mm-hmm. Nice and might have been. Roll. I'm pretty sure they grilled the the inside of the bun on this uh-huh. one too. Um, I don't really remember the cheese to be honest. It didn't really stick out. But that that cabbage slaw on the top Ooh, gives it a lot of texture. It's very fresh, very colorful slaw. Enjoyed that a lot. Didn't pick up the chipotle flavor either. This is a pr- this is pretty gooey. It's had some gooiness to it, but the Bread was like almost, it was pr- pretty firm. It sort of contrasted with the gooiness of everything underneath. Man, this was uh, really, really good. Like this sandwich a lot. And uh, this was not my favorite of the two Ooh. either. Um, did you try to? No, my girlfriend got the Maggie. I just had a little bite of yeah. it. I don't like getting into her stuff too much because I just don't feel like I get enough of a feel for sure. it. Sure. Uh, it it was a very interesting sandwich, just a BLT with a full deep fried soft shell crab on it. Had never had soft shelled crab before. A uh, very strange piece of meat there. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've had it either, unless we've had it uh, at Lucky House. Big no, no, this is you eat the shell. Oh. It's a soft shell. Oh. It's all oh. fried on there. So it's it's it was it was a weird thing. I don't know that she loved it a lot. I think she said it leaned more on the BLT flavor than it did like a crab sandwich but very interesting and something you see a lot of pictures of uh, across the internet because it uh, just uh, I don't know of any place in town that even serves soft shell crab aside huh. from this place maybe someplace in their sushi but this this was very interesting you didn't you didn't taste it enough to be able to talk about it I, I got a bite of it and I I thought it was fine I think I tend to agree with her it, it leaned a little more on the bacon flavor um yeah yeah you know i just don't sometimes i'll get stuff that she doesn't like so we can't do like full splitsies so it's just like one little bite and i don't i don't want to judge the maggie on that but definitely an interesting sandwich well dan you and i sort of i followed up your two incredible stories Mm. with me just you know talking about my mildly fraught personal Mm -hmm. life well this is only vaguely related to that and gives context for that that uh, <laughs> only you will appreciate. Oh, good. <laughs> so the person that I went with, we opened we opened up our boxes and both got sandwiches. And uh, this person says, without prompting, what would you think if, if we split these in half and each ate half a sandwich? Wow. I know. So you got on one knee, <laughs> pulled that little box out. <laughs> and I said, there is a knife in this box. <laughs> Go ahead and split that up, baby. <laughs> Here's a knife and glove. <laughs> but anyway, so I didn't think I was going to get to try any. And honestly, I haven't hung out with that person as much, even to the extent that I wasn't comfortable being like, hey, can I have a little bite of that? Sure. You know, not fully in germ bubbles, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I got to try I got to try two sandwiches. Wow, Andy. Now, this did sort of like break my rule of only eating half a sandwich. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> then what are you going to do? Eat a quarter of both sandwiches? And I also, to be real honest, uh, this this person is eh, probably about a third my size. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't about to have this person eat the whole thing yeah. and me eat half. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can't do that. Uh, I'm uh, a petty, petty man. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, going <laughs> later in the episode, Andy, I'm going to get a little bit into the reality TV I've been watching. Oh. But you notice a lot on reality TV they will have full meals in front of them and get up from the table and not have eaten any of it, yeah. especially if it's like people who are really thirsty to be on reality TV uh-huh. and really thirsty to uphold their image, just like not touching their food at all. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing to behold. Yeah, because it's not. There's multiple takes because it's not real. <laughs> it's it's just as uh, written and uh, plotted out and uh-huh. shot just with the craft and care of uh, a fictional show. Sure. That's, that's how that works. Well, I mean... It's almost uh, more akin to a play in that uh, you get that sense that something's going to fall apart at all times, Mm -hmm. and boy, is it nice. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, uh, the second sandwich that I tried was the uh, Sweet Chili Meets Nashville Hot. Wow. Oh, sorry. It's called Chiliville Chicken Sandwich. Sweet Chili Meets Nashville Hot. Breaded chicken breast tossed in our Chiliville Spice Finished with kimchi vinaigrette slaw, gochujang mayo on a toasted bun with homemade pickles, served with battered fries. That sounds really good, Andy. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Just got another bumble message. Oh anyway. Um, <laughs> look, man. When it rains, it pours, dude. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> I'm looking at my phone. What, am I not going to comment on it? You know, I, I should have figured that you would be popular on this app for someone so bumbling. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a, I got a fun pick. I got a fun profile. I'm a fun guy. You know, I'm fun. Yeah. Until they find out you're not Doug Pitt like you're advertising. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to ride that I pit train. I so baby. love the idea <laughs> of doing a Doug Pitt fake profile <laughs> and not a Brad Pitt fake profile. Oh yeah, I mean they're just trying to they're just trying to get in the pit and try to love someone. <laughs> <laughs> the other day, Crystal Quaid accidentally tweeted out. Actually, it was an unfinished tweet. Now this sometimes happens, like by accident. She tweeted just Pitt Technology. Wow, which is Doug Pitt's company. <laughs> but I started tweeting at her photos of like Brad Pitt using t- like space stuff. <laughs> I realized this is not a good bit, so I just deleted it instantly, but it was pretty funny in my head. It's not good. Anyway, um, this chicken sandwich I think may have suffered a little bit from the 20-minute ride in a mm. way that the other one didn't because I'm guessing this was probably really crispy because it tasted pretty crispy even though it had been there been you know waiting 20 minutes to be eaten with some stuff in there that had some liquidiness to it you know from like the the coating on that kimchi vinaigrette slaw and the mayo this was really tasty mm. um it, ha- it did have a little heat to it which i appreciated and it's a pretty complex uh, like spice blend to go along with it too almost kind of like a five spice uh blend not five spice the place sure. five spice the actual yeah. mix of five spices which will get at a lot of asian restaurants Salty, sour, sweet, bitter, and the other. Umami? Umami, yeah. Yeah. Um, It had those. (laughs) (laughs) Had all five of them. Uh, It had a real nice bite to it. It, Again, I think this probably was really, would be really crispy Mm. if you got it. I almost said if you got it live. Yeah. That is not what I meant. That's battered (laughs) fried live chicken is not what I would have wanted. No, if you got it fresh, I bet it was really crispy. Um, Had a great flavor. 
even if the texture had was a little aged. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the pickles are really good, Dan. They're Aren't thick. They? They're thick pickles. You're not a pickle guy. I like them on chicken. That's what sure. I decided. Yep. Spicy okay. chicken, I'm yeah, down with that. it. Any other time, I'm not the biggest pickle mm. person, but you get it on. The, the closest comp here is the uh, Szechuan hot, uh, Nashville hot chicken at Lucky uh-huh. Tiger, which is one of my favorite things in the city. This isn't nearly as spicy as that. Also, this has more chicken. Like Ooh. This is a big old chicken breast, whereas the one at uh, Lucky Tiger is usually pretty thin, and it's like almost more breading than chicken. Yeah. And their breading is way different, too, because the, the one there is like made from very small, uh, whatever they use, like breadcrumbs or whatever they mm. do it at Lucky Tiger. This is different. It's like a thicker, more traditional style uh, fried chicken breading. So I don't want to compare them too much, except that they're sort of like vaguely Asian, Asian-spiced hot chicken sandwiches. Um. Made by people who aren't Asian. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this was a really good sandwich. I was really happy to try it. I liked it more than the, than the Cannonball, and I liked them both an awful lot, Ooh. Dan. I really thought this place was great. I guess we got to get into these fries. Oh, I, I mean, I think I might have hyped it up too much. They're really good fries. They are, they are battered fries. Mm. They're the, they're the cornstarch fries. Yeah, some kind of cornstarch battering. Some of the absolute best in town, mm. though, Andy. Really good. And... As long of a drive as it was, especially for me, from this place to my home, held up fantastic in the box. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because they line their styrofoam boxes with a little bit of tin foil, mm. Andy, to keep them nice and crispy in there. And it worked. Smart. They, they were really good. Oh, also on the Lady Killer, it says in parentheses down at the bottom, ask for a side of our house-made mustard cream sauce. And boy, did I, Andy. And it was good. Pretty sure it was just like some kind of honey mustard mayo, but man, really, really good mayo type dip for those fries. Just indulgent to to the nines. Indulgent to the nines. (laughs) I'm from the forties. (laughs) So good. You had to combine two different Uh things. Yeah. All right, Dan. So those are the two places we're going to review. And thank goodness, because we are an hour and 12 minutes in and haven't even gotten to the fan favorite segment. Oh, what John Benitton. With your eyes and ears. Well, Andy, allow me to ask. What y'all been eating? <laughs> uh, I don't know, Dan. I think I need to. I need you to answer first. What y'all sure. been eating? Oh, with your I eyes can and answer ears. first. Um, with my eyes, Andy, I've been feasting on the television show Hannibal, which is now available in full on Netflix. Uh, really good. Really disgusting crime drama show featuring Mads Mikkelsen as a Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Really, really good. One of the best network TV shows I've ever seen. Definitely one of the most gruesome, gore-filled TV shows to ever air. And a full soundtrack by one of the gentlemen from Clipping, who does Mm. the uh, pretty wild, noisy beats for that rap group, uh, who are one of my favorites. So, yeah, just across the board, really good. Also been watching a lot of 90 Day Fiance, Andy. I'm now up to probably like five hours worth of 90 Day Fiance content a week. That's two different 90 Day Fiance episodes. The 90 Day Fiance spinoff series, Darcy and Stacy. And then I listen to a podcast with uh, comedians Nicole Byer and Marcy mm-hmm. Giroux just wrapping it all up. Boy, I, I just love I love it. it. It's so trashy, and uh, you know, there's just something about it. I think uh, you you need a little respite from real. Uh, you're you're like I may destroy yous and stuff, which is obviously one of the best TV shows I, to ever air on HBO. I had to take a break 
that show is too heavy. It's it's not <laughs> over yet. I think it's yeah. still got one episode yet to air. We're almost caught up. It's so so fantastically good. It is really heavy. But if you need a little palate cleanser, if you're watching something heavy or eat something that you have to use your brain at all for, mm-hmm. I would really suggest give a 90 day fiance a try <laughs> to cleanse that out. And then I, I'm sorry, Andy, I got a couple more here, please. I've been reading Gideon Falls, a nice like a uh, sci fi horror comic series uh, available in its entire. Well, up until it where its run is ended right now on the hoopla app with your green county library card you can get all four omnibus issues of that really really fantastic uh comic book there been watching a lot of uh or been playing excuse me fall guys andy Mm. which hopefully some of our listeners also play on, on the playstation 4 uh just a free mini game type game where you and 59 other people compete in giant like uh, races with little avatars that can only run and jump and dive. You can't do much, but uh, everybody's just running into each other and knocking each other off. And it's, it's a real fun time. Mm-hmm. Any of our listeners playing Fall Guys, please hit me up on the PS4. Andy, what y'all been eating with, with your eyes specifically, oh, I guess? Not as much as usual, Dan. Mm. Uh, my I've had a fairly active social life recently. Not like seeing a ton of people, but sure. I had a couple old friends move back into town, and um, it's been wonderful. It's kind of the it's the kind of thing I'd fantasized about happening forever. Just a couple friends that have lived in Rolla for about eight years as a married couple mm. with, with children, but just been doing backyard hangs with them. I've been like watching their kids <laughs> with my eyes. Oh, great! While they're just hanging out, while their kids jump on the trampoline, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. That's just been uh, kind of filling my heart with joy. Just like finally having some more old friends in town has been really great. But I didn't even mean to talk about that, Dan. I'm just sure. explaining why I haven't had as much time to watch stuff. I did recently watch this uh, documentary called Dig. It's Dig with an exclamation oh, yeah. point. Absolutely. Have you seen it? Yes. Okay. A long while ago, one of the one of my old favorite music docs. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a while. Now. This was recommended to me 13 years ago mm. by my old friend and former bandmate in the band Sainty Dame. It's by Andy Timoner is the yes, dir- director. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. they made a mo- another documentary that oh, I really, really like called We Live in Public. Oh, I got to watch that interesting. So this took me 13 years to take this guy's recommendation. Um, this movie was relatively new when Dave recommended it to me mm. because it came out in 2004 and it is now the year 2020. It sure is. And come to find out that Dave had modeled his entire like visual aesthetic on one of the guys in the documentary really at the guy who played the tambourine and uh, Brian Johnson. Oh, goodness. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's hilarious. Like I saw that. I was like, Oh, this guy looks like yeah. Dave. <laughs> I don't think you want to model your behavior in any way no, after no, 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 any no, no, no. of the people. Visual in the documentary, aesthetic is what I said. Okay, that's good. So it's about the, uh, it's ostensibly about mm. a rivalry between the singers of the bands, uh, Dandy Warhols and Brian Jonestown massacre. But it's, it's almost like, kind of unfair in the presentation because it's the singer of the dandy warhols narrating this documentary that is it's mostly about them reacting to this kind of madman who fronts the band the brian yeah. brian jonestown massacre it's about him yeah like the documentary is about yeah. him even though it's sort of positioned as a as about both of them and uh i guess they shot this over like seven or eight years it oh, was really? i guess it was seven or eight years on the road with 
the Dandy Warhols, and then like two years with the Brian Jonestown Massacre. But Sounds they insufferable, sort of, Andy. Yeah, and then um, it's spliced together to make it seem as if all this stuff is uh, happening concurrently, okay. which is not exactly, um, I guess you might say, ethical journalism. Sure. But also... It's not no, capturing the Freedmen, though. It's, 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 well, no, I mean... All documentaries are fake. Sure. Like when the camera turns on, that is you're not capturing natural mm. human behavior. So unless you're being doing the most unethical thing and doing hidden cameras, yeah. you're it's not real. Like none of it is 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 sincere, genuine. Yeah. And so then it becomes, to me at least, just telling the best story you possibly can through editing and slight splicing footage together. Because all narratives in all of our lives are constructs. Sure. Stories aren't real. We just piece them together. Like Whoa. whenever you talk about your day. Calm down, Joseph no, Campbell. Nobody. Oh, fine. I'm not calming down. This is stuff that I get excited about. I just talk about food all the time on the show. I'm finally like getting get excited about something. You're telling me to calm down. This is an obsession I have, Dan. When you tell the story of your day, you tell it with a plot. You sure. plot it out. You, you don't put the bland stuff in. Mm-hmm. That's what editing does. But those bland your mundane moments are just as much as part of your day as anything else. All stories are constructs. Ebbs and flows and peaks and valleys of stories, they're all artificial. Anyway, point is, Dan, the editing in this documentary dig, turning eight years mm. worth of footage into this cohesive and very like thematically resonant 105-minute movie, editing doesn't get much better. Yeah. Like It is really, really a fantastically told story about this dude just uh, falling apart or rather just never having it together and coming so close to being successful yeah. so many times, just sabotaging his own career. Successful Not, by like indie band standards. Right. Yeah. Well, they had like major label interests mm-hmm. at some points and he just could not keep it together. He and it's really not. sad, yeah. but it's the kind of sad where it, it's not even... He's very annoying. Yeah, he is. He's not wrong about his own genius though. Like that's that's part of it. Mm. You know, that'll happen a lot whenever they're like these unlikable figures in pop culture that really firmly believe that they are special. Sure. And you can only get away with that if it's true. And so often it isn't. That's what like makes egomaniacs insufferable. And like Kanye West used to be right and now he's not. Sure. And that's why he sucks now is because he used to be right about him being a genius. <laughs> and now with the stuff he's doing just does not sound like the work of a genius. Yep. Anyway, this is just a great documentary kind of about that that sort of a person who's uh kind of creative brilliance is stifled by their <laughs> struggles with mental health and substance abuse. And I guess he's doing a lot better now. He's married and has oh, a kid good. and lives in Berlin and, you know, tours sporadically. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with their music. One uh, New Year's Eve a cover band at the Outland did a full set of their music and it huh. was awesome. It was, it was so very good. Yeah. I really had a good time. That Honestly, night. I'm I'm more of a fan of the Dandy Warhols. It's mm-hmm. kind of more of my speed. He's the dude in that band is a guy who like he can't play guitar or sing without singing something that has a hook. Sure. Like he's that kind of guy. The, the dude from Brian Jonestown Massacre is a lot more out there and wild in the kind of stuff that he writes. But anyway, I loved this documentary. I thought it was really, really cool. I also watched an American Pickle, which was fine. Mm. The HBO movie with Seth Rogen. Sounds it's, like my speed. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch it? <laughs> no. It's pretty good. Yeah. He plays a present day guy and a dude from like, um, he, he's like a, obviously like a Jewish man from like mm. the early 1900s. And the, the two performances are great. He, he, the performance as the old guy is so good. Hmm. So good. Uh, I like that one a lot. I did want to talk about um, 
there's a dude in town who makes music under the name Brat Pitt. Ooh. And you and I had talked about this earlier. This is no surprise to you, but I had heard his album before because my buddy Joe, Joe Wilson, who played in like Buckle Up Baby and a bunch of bands over the years, had, you know, just put it on his Instagram story. And I've never met this guy. I think his name's Cole, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd heard it before and thought it was cool. And then he sent our podcast a message. I think it all said was just like, you guys are really cool or something like oh, that. Oh, that's It sweet. was really sweet. He said that he just like jumped on after the reality. I mean, I know eventually it delved into talking about how I cannot read. Oh, that's uh, a bit <laughs> that I do with people whenever they. So I almost started talking about that whenever you were talking about the library. And I was going to say you can read. <laughs> yeah, because oh, yeah. I'm sure you've seen me do that a bunch of times. Yeah. People on the Instagram will ask whether they're talking to Andy or Dan. It's always Andy. Yeah. <laughs> and Andy will just say, well, Dan can't read. This is Andy. <laughs> and in parentheses, Dan can't read. I mean, had you not gotten to it so quick, I would have just said we are Legion. <laughs> that would have been something you had to deal that with. That is good. But uh, I went back and listened to this dude's music again. He's got an EP that he put out um, earlier this year. It's called First One. Dan, I, I think I've listened to this 20 times in the last oh, two days. Wow. It's short. It's like 12 minutes sure. long. So listening to it 20 times is like a big time investment. It's just like every drive I've taken, I've listened to it a time and a half. Listen to it while running. Where is this available? Everywhere. Spotify, oh, awesome. Apple Music, Bandcamp, and all that. It is um, so good. It's so good that uh, I think if it had come up on a playlist or something, it's 19 minutes long in three seconds, actually. Oh, wow. Well. If it had come up on a playlist or something, um, any of these five songs, I would have like been checking my phone on the road putting my life in danger sure. to see who did the song. Um, they're, they're so good. They're awesome. That's awesome. I'm not just like, I, saying that because like, honestly, other people have reached out to the shows mm-hmm. and I haven't talked about their music. I, you know, I only know him from Twitter mm-hmm. and he retweets me every once in a while. He's one of the only people who does. So sure. It makes me all warm and fuzzy inside. I love Brat Pitt. I love Cole. Uh, and hopefully we can uh, secure a date for him to get on the show sometime, yeah. Andy, and may- maybe play some of that music. Some in-studio well, music. I'm going to go hang out with him this weekend. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. You can come. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else. I'm really excited to listen to the new uh, Bright Eyes album, mm-hmm. even though the one from nine years ago I was listening to this morning and remembering that it's really bad. Like, not a good album. Mm. Um, ne- never was able to get into Bright Eyes or... Fleet Foxes. I miss that whole era of. Those bands are I not know related. that they're like, different, not even a little. but it, they're a part of the same era no, of they're indie not. music. Not even. Are they not? Bright Eyes is out, uh, like predates Fleet Foxes by 10 years. Well, I didn't listen to any of them. Anyway, um, I'm excited to listen to that. The first couple singles have been better than anything on the People's Key, their last album. Um, I went through a, like sort of an Art Brute phase this weekend, listening to the band Art Brute. It's like mm. a talk singy um, British slash German band. They're fun. The band Young Jesus put out an album this weekend, which sounds like a rapper name, but mm. no, it's a it does. It's like a really pretty, almost like they're not prog, but they sort of have a proggy sound. But it's sort of like a reined in. That sounds cool. Proggy sound, like like really, that. really pretty music. Um, I think that may really be it, Dan. Oh, I'm in the middle of the movie uh, Daylight, which is a Ooh. which is a Sylvester Stallone movie from the '90s, where he it's like the tunnel between manhattan and queens caves in and he's a former police chief who's got to go in and save people (laughs) it may get bad eventually but i watched the first 40 minutes last night i was like how does no one talk about this this is so good yeah it almost sounds like 
the cool part of the Dark Knight Rises. Dude, <laughs> I, I can't wait to go finish it. I mean, I, who knows if I'll get to it because I got to edit so much out of this. That <laughs> <God>. <laughs> That's not true. Just the cussing at the beginning, right? Yeah, Is there anything yeah. else? It, it should be a pretty Is there anything edit. else, though? No, I don't think so. Okay. Andy, I've also been listening to the Microphones new album, Microphones in 2020. I... I, I, I just can't. It. I just can't with that dude. I can't handle him in interviews anymore. Oh, really? I, I mean, I'm, I'm a big I'm fan. Yeah. I've, I've seen him. I've seen him more than once really? here. Yeah. I had never really listened to any of his music before. For some reason, probably like six or seven months ago, I revisited uh, A Crow Looked at Me. Uh, his Mount Erie, just very sad morning. Oh, yeah. That was good. The Death of His Wife album. I had never heard that before. And then this well, came out, and I, I really, really really enjoy it it's, it's just one long 44 minute track uh towards the middle he starts to like talk about stereo lab in the lyrics which mm. i i stereo labs quickly becoming my favorite band uh i i love them been listening to a lot of them and uh doesn't seem that quick considering you talked about them in like march that seems like a pretty slow burn i i mean they're certainly my newest favorite sure. band like i the my favorite band before that i probably came to right after i got out of high school mm-hmm. so uh yeah just really l- love their music been loving the microphones album I, I, th- I think that's all for my ears as well did i talk about the mount erie show whenever we did our top five concerts because I, I think you did actually. I think yeah. I, I did. Yeah, Randy you absolutely Bacon. did. Yeah, uh, I feel bad now that I said the best stuff about him in interviews. <laughs> he seems like he probably had a last rough go of it the last <laughs> couple of years, having a wife die and then <laughs> marrying and divorcing another woman after yeah. that. Yeah, I, you know, he's just uh, it's a. I, I don't, I don't even know how to explain yeah. his music. This piece is definitely well, it's all something over the place. different entirely. He does like these quiet very quiet very gentle folk songs mm-hmm. and he does stuff that's like loud and abrasive almost like metal oh yeah um too he plays like an organ through overdrive mm. for a couple minutes on this and it's just like you know i'm a big fan of noise music and music that you can really feel through the speakers and is maybe a little abrasive and i did just, just scratch that itch for me definitely mm-hmm. really been enjoying that that's so. cool it makes me want to check it out yeah. I'm, not, I'm not gonna have 43 consecutive minutes without anything no. to do in the next like month it's a good driving album but uh it's also a good it's a visual album as well it's a mm. youtube video all it is is him laying out polaroid photos that he's taken over like the last 20 years being in bands oh uh, it's very interesting and it also has the lyrics in subtitles cool. at the bottom as he sings them so Maybe I I, that i've watched that a couple times instead yeah. of a old stallone movie that i thought i wasn't going to pay attention to and then suddenly got me got me rollicking I, it starts with seven minutes of him just playing the same chord over and over again so if, if you need to get to sleep, that might just do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, cool. I'm so tired. I'm so tired right now. Yeah. Let's end this thing. Okay. Bye. Okay.